you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Uh, I want also to teach very briefly. Amen. Amen. To the glory of God. I want to talk about spiritual maturity. <laughs> spiritual maturity. One of the things you must understand as a Christian is your default setting, whether naturally or spiritually, is to grow. Nobody wants to remain the same. Nobody wants to remain a baby forever. Tell your neighbor you must grow. You must do what? The desire of God is that you grow. Hallelujah. The desire of God is that you grow. Spiritual growth is not the same as how old you have been born again. <laughs> yeah? There are people who hide behind, you know, I, have, I was born again 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It is not equivalent to your spiritual growth. Somebody can be born again five years and they are sailing in another dimension. And you, 10 years, 15 years down the line, you are still uh, stranded spiritually. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So part of spiritual growth is you must desire to grow in how you react, how you interact, and how you act. You must grow in how you do what? React, how you interact, and how you act. You must mature. And God is really pleased when people have a desire to grow. It is only a mature person that can, that can understand an immature person. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is only what? A mature person that can understand an immature person. An immature person can never understand a mature person. Uh, it's only you who can understand that your kid is, what is, your kid is doing is childish. Are you aware? Now, you look at your kid and you see this one. It's just a child. But you need to grow maturely to know that this is a child. Or else you'll also become a child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So you can limit God. 
depending on how mature you are. God can be limited by your level of maturity. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, don't say this man just came to give us some phrases and left. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, Paul says, uh, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Hallelujah. So you must desire in your heart to grow, to become better, and to have a better fashion of you. You must Get to a place where you look at the fashion of you now and the fashion of you uh, some years back and say, truly, I have grown. The only thing the Bible allows you not to grow in is wickedness or sin. <laughs> eh? The Bible gives you permission uh, in 1 Corinthians 14.20 the Bible says, brothers, huh? brothers, 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice, be babies. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Give us another version of that. <laughs> May not confuse the people of God. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Brothers, stop thinking like children. Stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants. When it comes to evil, be children. That one you are allowed. Huh? There are things you are, not, you are allowed not to know. Ignorance is good for you. The better for you. Be infants. But when it comes to thinking, eh? Stop, eh? in regard to evil, but in your thinking, be adult. Tell anybody, be an adult. Be what? Adults. In your thinking, be adults. You cannot continue being a baby forever. So, uh, like newborn babies, we long for spiritual milk, that by it we may grow up into salvation. We desire spiritual milk. Amen. So the desire of God is that you grow and you become better. But I want now, at this point, to um, show you, okay, it's there. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. Cry out. Be mature. Huh? Ask your neighbor, have you grown since you received Christ Jesus? 
have you grown? Or you are becoming worse? <laughs> Some of you, the way you used to abuse people 10 years ago is the same abuse you are using today. Nothing changed. The same old you is there. Now, there are three kinds of people. I want to talk about them so that you understand maturity properly. Because my focus is the third person. But for me to reach the third person, I must talk about these two. We have the natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man. Praise the Lord. And after these three, I want you on a scale of one to three to tell me honestly you are a one or a two or three. On a scale of one to three, tell me which level you are. Now, the first person is the natural man. Now, we, the natural man refers to those who have never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They know nothing about God. That's the natural man. In fact, to them, the message of salvation is foolishness. You don't make sense when you talk to God about the natural man. Some of you may have brothers, sisters, or relatives who, when you mention God, they look at you wondering, what are you saying? So the natural man is simply an unbeliever. Hallelujah. These are what? Unbeliever. In 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14, the Bible says, a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit. The natural man, 1 Corinthians 2.14, a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are a foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. The natural man knows little about spiritual things. These are people who are full of earthly wisdom, demonic, sensual wisdom. Uh, in James, I think it's in the book of James 3.15. There are people who earthly wisdom, they are very arrogant when it comes to God and the things of God. The wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, and demonic. They believe in science. They believe in deep traditions and culture. They have been blinded completely. They don't accept and they don't know much about God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. To them is foolishness. Their eyes are veiled. Huh? In 2 Corinthians 4.3, the Bible says, but huh, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. This gospel is veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4 says what? Uh, verse 4, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. The God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe, 
lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So the natural man is a blinded person. The conscience is seared. A natural man can kill and feel nothing. They smoke. They can shoot pornography and nothing touches them. The natural man has no fear of God anywhere. They can do anything they want because they are blinded. They are not anywhere near God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me get a white fabric. I show you something. Kitambaya white kanisa. Praise the Lord. <laughs> a big one, bigger than this. <laughs> Thank you, Prophet. <laughs> a, a big one. Uh, so the natural man, tell your neighbor the natural man, natural man. is an unbeliever. They are self-centered and they direct, they are in charge of themselves. They direct everything. Amen. They direct everything. The second person is the person we call the carnal man. <laughs> the carnal man is a Christian born again with the indwelling spirit of God. But carnality hinders his growth to full ministry. This one now knows God, but is struggling with the flesh. Hey, did you get me? The natural man does not know God, does not want anything to do with God, is an unbeliever, is a worldly, is just in the world, and completely. But an, a carnal man is actually a person, they have accepted Christ, they actually believe, they are believers. We call them worldly Christians. <laughs> they are called what? Worldly Christians. Huh? They have tendencies of going back to some old life they used to be. Huh? When they pass near some music, Something stars in their spirit. <laughs> uh, you know those music, that kind of music used to dance until you. Uh, ah, bigger. I, I uh, <laughs> heaven's sake. I normally see very nice. Uh, we shall use any color, but I preferred white. At this rate, we shall use any color. So the carnal man, <laughs> please if it's not there, just sit, we continue. We shall know how to go about it. Uh, so let's continue. Christ is dethroned. For a carnal man, Christ is dethroned. Christ is not the one in control. They still uh, are struggling with the world. And unfortunately, a, a better percentage of the church, we have believers who the flesh is still 
dominating them. They are in church, but you still struggle with the things people of the world struggle with. You have not built the spiritual man. The inner man is not very strong to the level and capacity of resisting the things that you, uh, you, 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 you go through. In 1 Corinthians 3, uh, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 3, the Bible says, okay. And I, and, uh, <laughs> and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual be people, but as to carnal, as to babes. <laughs> yeah, shall just have to do with it. We have no option. It's appearing many times. <laughs> okay, A gentleman has shifted. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly. Ah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you. Uh -huh. I'll come back to... Oh. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Okay, we shall move on. We shall use it. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly. Mere infants in Christ. In Christ. Mere infants in Christ. Verse 2 says, I feed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you are not ready to receive it. And even now, you are not still able. Eh? Verse 3 says what? For you still cannot. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not cannot and behaving like mere men? Huh? You know, when you say cannot, I'm just think about sex. It's not sex that is cannot. It's part of carnality. But there are other things here. For among us too, there are still people who have envy. Among us too, there are people who have strife and divisions. Among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? <laughs> this one has a revelation now. <laughs> how, how on earth did I... Did I request for? <laughs> Faith, color, the color. <laughs> or this is why it, we will do with what we have. Okay, <laughs> okay fine. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11, so the carnal man is simply a person who is still struggling with the flesh. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. 
neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, uh, verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11 says what? And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Praise the Lord. Amen. This one is already taking us to the third point, but I wanted you to understand that when you are still struggling with how you interact with people, with some habits that are addictive, when you are still struggling with how you act, then you are still carnal. Tell neighbor, you are still carnal. You are still carnal. <laughs> this is a person who still struggles with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You are there, but see the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is still a problem to you. You have not reached a level where you are broken and where you have come down to the fear of God. Tell your neighbor, are you one of them? Don't say the answer. <laughs> so they function in the sense realm. The test, the eyes, the what? Huh? They are called liberal Christians. Liberal, liberal, the liberal Christians. They, they, some people believe that uh, I can just continue sinning. When the grace will be sufficient, I will stop. Yeah. They don't recognize the place. Hmm? They don't recognize the place of personal responsibility and personal discipline in the spiritual work. They will tell you, if God wanted me not to sin, he would have prevented me. If God wanted me not to drink, God would have not taken me to the pub. They don't care. <laughs> they have very quick answers. <laughs> eh? They blame it on God. They will tell you, if God did not want me to get pregnant, God would not have allowed me to, to remove. To... <laughs> uh, the colonel, Christian, does not care. They keep using this word, respect my space. Which space? Ah, you know, I must have my space. God is not that too serious. God is never too serious. God is serious. Hello? Tell your neighbor, you must discipline yourself. In your Christian walk. You must. 
attain a level of discipline. There are things the Bible does not say, we pray for you, you don't do. They just, the Bible says flee, flee, run. Because the Bible knows if you stand and stay there, what happens between you and what will happen is in your own hands. Whatever happens is in your own hands. So the carnal man is a compromising Christian. It's a Christian who compromises in their work. And Paul got to this point where he was saying, what I want to do, I do not do. But what I don't want to do, that I find myself doing. There is a level of helplessness. And this kind of a person thinks uh, that their own effort maybe can salvage them or help them. But all is in vain. Praise the Lord. Now let me come back to my class. Let me see. Okay. Things they come. Yeah. You brought for us that thing, the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, come with that chair. <clears throat> uh, sit. Uh, this, this guy looks. You're a good man. Sit, sit down. Just sit down. Just sit. I told you that we needed a bigger one, but it's okay. <laughs> this is God, and this is the natural man. The natural man is outside God. The natural man is in charge of life. They don't want to hear about God. God is far, at a distance. They don't have anything, and they don't recognize God. That's the natural man, okay? They don't. But now, the carnal man, let me show you. Just come again, please. Now sit here. The carnal man has received Christ, but he's still on the seat himself. He's still in charge. Christ has not been given the space to address the issues and address the things in the life of the man. Christ is with him, yes, but he is still in charge. He is the one enthroned. Christ has been dethroned. In the life of a carnal man, Christ is what? Dethroned. But the man is enthroned. So once in a while he remembers there is that fear. He re once in a while. Once in a while. When he gets a call from the pastor. When he sees people saying praying on TOT. <laughs> something starts. And reminds him. Ah, you are born again. Oh. Okay. So Christ is there. But at a distance. And then, the third man, oh, sit down. 
Listen. <laughs> Are you seeing now? The third person is the spiritual man. The spiritual man has lost himself completely. When you see the spiritual man, Christ has increased and he has decreased completely. The spiritual man, when you read Galatians 2.20, it talks about the spiritual man. It says, for I have been crucified with Christ. I am no longer the one who lives, but it's Christ in me who is alive. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. A person who is spiritually minded has left everything for God. When you meet a man who is spiritually, the spiritual man, is very strong. Such a person is so broken until you can feel that this is a truly a man of God. This man has Jesus in her life. This person I'm seeing is a person who has encountered Christ. The affairs, such a man does not concern himself with the issues of life. Such a man knows Christ paid it all. The burden, the struggles, the battles of life, he left them for Christ. It is very hard for you to discourage a spiritual man because it's not him. He knows it's not me. It is Christ in me who lives. I cannot carry pain. Christ took the pain. I cannot carry bitterness. Christ took the bitterness. I cannot struggle with sin. Christ took sin. I cannot struggle with circumstances and situations. Christ took everything. So the spiritual man is a man who understands the price that Christ paid for them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the spiritual man has gotten to a point where whatever bothers other people no longer bothers them. You even wonder, the spiritual man knows I have very little role to play. Christ is in charge of my life. Christ is at the center of it all. Christ is enthroned. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell a neighbor, enthrone Christ in your life. Enthrone Christ in your life. Christ. Celebrate these people as they go to sit down. <laughs> Things so you can pick your thing, the other hand. <laughs> you think this is my good friend. So, the spiritual man, I've already explained about him, 
is the one who is empowered and directed by the Holy Spirit. Is empowered and directed by the Holy Spirit. The things of the world don't make sense to a spiritual man. The things that excite you, for a spiritual man, the things of the world no longer excites them. They are so given to Christ until their driving force, their only driving force is to please God. Tamaniyo, yaha watu, ni kumpendeza mungu. Wanataka, wanatamani sana kumpendeza mungu. Na wanajua ya kwamba, kuishi kwangu. Paul reached a place and said, for me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. They have nothing else. They have Christ to follow. They don't struggle over what people struggle for. They don't have time for things that people are fighting over. In fact, for the spiritual man, what concerns them is, is are they at peace with God? <laughs> you know, there's a way you can be at peace with everybody, but you're not at peace with God. Are you aware? Ah, true. I tell my people of Kisumu, there's a way you can be at peace with me, but you're not at peace with God. I prefer to be at peace with God and not to do Are you aware? You can put on a face. You know there are people who know how to put on a face. Fresh from sin. Fresh from sinning. Fresh. No blushes, nothing. Mache mekauka. How are you talking? Hey. Ambia jirano ogopa mungu. Ambia jirano ogopa mungu. I know when they come, that Sunday they are the most confident people, even the walking. You know, just pause like this. Well, I'll check that book. Deal with the carnal man. You must suppress the carnal man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the spiritual man is empowered by the Holy Spirit. They are effective in prayer. They are effective in evangelism. Effective in their work in church. With such people, anybody can discern them. You can discern a spiritual man very fast. It doesn't take long to discern a spiritual man. The carnal ones are very slippery. They can put on faces. You can never discern them easily. <laughs> they are very sly. Sometimes they find themselves in high places, but you don't know how they found themselves. But a spiritual person, you do something and expect a feedback. 
and they don't give you the feedback. They say, ah, we need to kidogo. Now, in Galatians 3, from verse 1 to 8, Galatians 3, verse 1 to 8, Oh, okay, let's not go to the foolish Galatians first. <laughs> let's give me Colossians, not Galatians. Colossians 3 1. <clears throat> but that one also is good for us. You can read it. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting, sitting at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2 says what? Verse 2 says, Set your minds on things above, not on th things on earth. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse 4 says what? For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden. The spiritual man knows my life is hidden with Christ in God. When people fight me, they don't fight me. They are fighting the God in me. When people contend with me, they don't contend with me as a person. They are contending with God. You understand those? You cannot touch a spiritual man and survive. Because you are touching on God. Hey, praise the Lord. You cannot joke with a spiritual man. The spiritual man, it is Christ enthroned. And nobody can touch them because it is God you are touching. <laughs> Their lives are hidden to be hidden. You are somewhere huh? with Christ, in Christ. Hallelujah. Quickly, in Romans 8, as I conclude, uh, in Romans 8, from verse 5, <clears throat> Romans 8, verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But for those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6 says what? Verse 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
to be carnally minded is death. You may enjoy the pleasure. Death does not mean physical death. You can even die in terms of your vision, die in terms of your destiny. Your destiny can die. People who are carnally minded, to be carnally minded is death. Nothing moves in your life. Things seem to be not moving. You wonder what's happening. The problem is you are carnally minded. But the Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You cannot enjoy peace until you get to the point where you are spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You cannot enjoy peace until you get to a point where you are spiritually minded. Verse 7 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Verse 8 says, so then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Amen. So, when you start walking the spiritual man, of course, you people know very well Galatians 5 from verse 19, it highlights the fruit of those things that now start manifesting. The spiritual man manifests. The carnal man also manifests. They all manifest in what we call the fruit. Praise the Lord. The fruit? The fruit. The works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness. Verse 20 says, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, Contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. Verse 21 says what? Envy, murder, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22 says what? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, huh? gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. On the scale of one to three, where are you so far? <laughs> on the scale of one to three. Huh? You know when you were in high school, those people will be told they are cane. After one cane, they jump up. But those ones, they are caning, and there's nothing happening. You know, they are just caning them, but they are just like this. They are specialized in being hard cores. Hard They are not moved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me get four, five people quickly. Uh, 
Don't worry, I like demonstrating a few things. So, to be spiritually minded. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> Come here like this. You're the only lady here. Body, soul, and spirit. You know the concept of the body, soul, and spirit? The soul, oh, there's a third person I needed. Thank you. you, you are the behind that man. So the carnally minded person, <laughs> you are a good man. They are not carnally minded. This gentleman is the body, the soul, the spirit. Now the person in the body, in the spirit, I mean, eh? the person in the in the spirit, receives things of the spirit. Those things we have highlighted, okay? The person who is in the body receives things of the body. But this part here is very cooperative. The soul is formed of the mind and the will, okay? The mind and the will. So this person is very cooperative. If the body is the one giving, if the body is giving signals, he gets the signal, the mind digests, the will executes. <laughs> the will executes. The will is the one which takes you to that house you don't want to go. You will find yourself going to that house. <laughs> the will is the one which takes you to that pub you don't want to go. It is called the will. The mind tells the will. The will tells the mind, let's go. You follow the will. But now, the spiritual person, the signal sent here is go to church. Word first this evening. The will is very cooperative. Let's go. So it depends with what you are absorbing in your system. Are you getting things in the carnal way or spiritual? People who desire to grow spiritually must be spiritually hungry. The more you hunger for God, the more God influences your will, your emotions, your mind. But the more you hunger for the flesh, the more the devil influences your will, your emotions, and your mind. And so you do things of the flesh because you are receiving your signals from the flesh. But when you receive the signal from the spirit, everything changes in this concept. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Celebrate Jesus. So it is the desire of God that you must grow to maturity. Desire to grow to maturity. There are many things God wants to do in your life, but you are limiting God. You limit God because you have become a baby forever. There are places God will have wanted to reach. There are blessings God will have released in your life, but you have limited God because of your own carnality and naturalness. But desire God more than anything else. In Psalm 78, 41, the Bible talks about how you people limit God. Hallelujah. They limited God. God can be limited by you. The only person who can limit God is you. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Again and again. God is limited. His hands are tied. He wants to bless. He wants to release things in your life. But see, you have decided to do what you want to do. May God help you. Hallelujah.